Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, December 15th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 134 of the WWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about, as we get set, of course, to review what the, the week, the week that was, of course, in the WWS Radio Network. Uh, Going to be flying a little bit solo here tonight. Uh, other members of the panel way too tough to handle. Uh, taking care of the other business as well. Uh, and, of course, <clears throat> I, I definitely, like I said, um, hope they are, of course, safe and also well <clears throat> uh, during during this time, of course. With, uh, of course, about 10 days away from the big, big, uh, from the big Christmas Day uh, celebration there, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, uh, we'll go ahead and let you know here. Basically, we'll just be doing our normal routine tonight, as we, as of course, we'll talk about what took place during this week here in the radio network. Plus, also, of course, we'll bring you, of course, today's wrestling history and birthdays. Plus, also, we'll be, of course, talking about a few little wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you care to join us and listen in on what should be a should be a uh, should be a real good uh, next hour here. Of course, on Power Hour episode 134, please feel free to give us a call here, 1-605-562-0444, call ID 141-364-POUND, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we do talk about here today. Let's go and get things started here as we start off with our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, December the 15th. <clears throat> Let's see, 55 years ago today, which would put it uh let me see here uh let's see 55 it'd be 1963 yes 1963 ricky dozan sadly dies from complications from a stab wound he suffered in a tokyo nightclub he was just 38 years old years old born mitsuhiro momota on november 14 1924 in south hamyong korea he was an adopted son of a former family Trained to be a sumo wrestler under the Nishu Onseki stable, forgive me if I mispronounce that, he debuted in May of 1940 as Mr. Haru Momota, named for his adopted family, a family that would later disown him, of, <clears throat> of um, 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 Amura Nagasaki, due to discrimination against Koreans in Japan. He was actually renamed Riki Dozan. In 1946, he reached the top division of the sport in 19. 19- 
top division in the sport, and we finished first runner-up in a tournament in June of 1947, won by Yokozuna Hagiro Yama. He reached the this, this Seki, Sekiwaki rank of sumo wrestlers, the third highest rank in sumo, behind Yokozuna and Oziki. Over a 10-year career in sumo, he compiled a 135 wins, 82 losses, and I do believe 15 ties record. He retired in September 1950 due to financial reasons, though it could possibly also be due to, dis due to discrimination. He turned to professional wrestling in 1951, going to a 10-minute draw with Bobby Bruns. With Japan decimated following World War II, the Japanese saw Ricky Dozon as a hero as he went on to a winning streak against American opponents. This was par partly helped by said opposition to Green, who portrayed themselves as villains in his bouts. Conversely, in the States, Ricky Dozon was always the foreign heel. Ricky Dozon found, Ricky Dozon found new success. <clears throat> his newfound success got him into real estate as he began purchasing nightclubs, hotels, and condos. He even got into promoting, establishing Japan's first pro wrestling promotion, the Japan Pro Wrestling Alliance, in 1953. His biggest feuds would be against his trainer, Masahiko Kimura, also Lou Thez, Freddie Blassie, and The Destroyer. Two of his biggest bouts were among the most watched programs in Japanese TV history, a one-hour draw against Lou Thez for the NWA world title <clears throat> in October of 1957 and a best-of-three falls match against the Destroyer in May 1963. Ricky Dozon would appear in more than two dozen films, and a biographical film was released about him in 2004. Ricky Dozon would win the NWA International Heavyweight title in Japan on August 27, 1958, over Lou Thez. Thez, at the expense of his own reputation, immediately put over the challenger, leading the two to mutually respect one another for the remainder of his life. Ricky Dozon would go on to train wrestlers himself, including future le legends Antonio Inoki, Oki Kentaro, and Giant Baba. On December 8, 1963, Ricky Dozon was stabbed with a urine-soaked blade by Kazuji Maruta, a member of the Sumiyoshi Ika Yakuza. Whether or not he sought medical attention is up for debate. One reports that he did see a physician, but the wound was not serious. A conflicting report had Ricky Dozon not seeking help at all, instead of continuing to party as before. Maruta claimed the stabbing was in retaliation for Ricky Dozon attacking Masahiko Kimura after Kimura inadvertently kicked him in the groin. Ricky Dozon would die a week later from perionitis, an inflammation of the tissue covering the abdominal, the abdominal organs. Maruta was eventually convicted of manslaughter in connection with the stabbing, and would serve seven years in prison. Maruta claimed that on every December 15th, he would call Momoto's family and apologize for his actions before visiting Ricky Dozon's grave. Maruta would die of natural causes in April 2013 of natural causes. As, uh, sorry, sorry to repeat that, but that's, what, that's why I had it printed here. Members of Momoto's family would follow in his father's footsteps. One of, one of his sons, Mitsu won the All Japan World Junior Heavyweight Championship in 1989, and though as of two years ago still freelances, never reached the heights of his father. Ricky, Dozon, Ricky Dozon's other son, Yoshihiro Momota, wrestled from 1975 to 1987. Sadly, he died of liver failure in 2000 at the age of 54. Mitsu's, Mitsu's son, Chikara, made his debut on the weekend 
of the 50th anniversary of Ricky Dozan's death in 2013. Ricky Dozan, considered the father of Puroso, was posthumously inducted into the Pro Wrestling Observer Newsletter and Pariso Halls of Fame in 1996, the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2006, and the NWA Hall of Fame in 2011. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, 41 years ago today, which would put it at 1977 in Tokyo, Japan, Terry and Dory Funk Jr. defeat Abdullah the Butcher and the original Sheik to win the inaugural All Japan Pro Wrestling Real World Tag League Tournament. The match is often cited among the greatest in Japanese professional wrestling history and would cement the World Tag League would cement the World Tag League Tournament as one of the biggest events of the year in Japan. 31 years ago today, put it in 1987, the WWF presented the second Slammy Awards from Caesars Atlantic City in Atlantic City, New Jersey. The show is best remembered, or only remembered for that matter, by Vince McMahon's awfully awesome or awesomely awful performance of the song Stand Back. The video would resurface more than a decade later on the May 28, 2000 edition of, Raw, of Raw's War, but most notably in 2006, during the Degeneration X McMahon's feud. Of course, like I said, during that time when you remember Triple H and Shawn Michaels impersonated Vince and Shane McMahon. Uh, here's, here are the awards given out during the 87 Simons. Best performance by an animal, George Animal Steel. Woman of the Year, Miss Elizabeth. Best Ring Apparel, Harley Race. Hulk Hogan Real American Award, Superstar Billy Graham. Jesse the Body Award, Rick Rude. Greatest hit, Jim Duggan. Best vocal performance, Jim Duggan. Best group, One Man Gang. Humanitarian of the Year, Ted DiBiase. Best hit, best head, Gene Oakland and Bam Bam Bigelow. Apparently it was a tie. The Bobby the Brain Scholarship Award went to the Islanders, Andre the Giant, Hercules, King Kong Bundy, and Harley Race. 23 years ago today, which would put it at 1995. Let's see. Yeah, that's right. 1995 in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, a Stu Hart tribute was held at Calgary Corral, the home base for many stampede wrestling events. In the featured bout, WWF champion Bret Hart defeated Davy Boy Smith. 22 years ago today, we put it at 1996, <clears throat> WWF presented In Your House 12, It's Time, from the West Palm Beach Auditorium in West Palm Beach, Florida. 9,649 were in attendance, with 121,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up from 110,000 homes for the December 95 offering, In Your House 5, Seasons Beatings. In a free-for-all pre-show match, Rocky Maivia defeated Salvatore Sincere by disqualification. Flash Funk defeated Leaf Cassidy. And of course, Leaf Cassidy, we would also know as Al Snow. Owen Hart and the British Bulldog defeated the fake Diesel and the fake Razor Ramon to retain the WWF World Tag Team titles. Mark Merrow defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley by countout in an Intercontinental title match. Intertaker defeated the Executioner in an Armageddon Rules match. Psycho Sid defeated Bret Hart to retain the WWF title. In a post-show dark match, Brackus defeated Dr. X. Another post-show dark match, Steve Austin defeated Goldust, and in another post-show dark match, Shawn Michaels defeated Mankind. 21 years ago today, I put it at 1997, on Nitro from Charlotte, North Carolina, 
Bret Hart makes his WCW debut as the announced special referee for Larry Zbyszko versus Eric Bischoff at Starcade. Hart was last seen at Survivor Series when he was infamously beaten, beaten for the WWF title by Shawn Michaels, or it's otherwise known as the Montreal Screwjob. Technically, Hart was at, was at the time still under a 60-day no-compete clause, meaning his in-ring debut would have to wait another month. Now, to help in matters, Hart was nursing a broken hand, which he got when he hit Vince McMahon in the moments after the screw job. Hart was actually going to close was actually close to signing with WCW following WrestleMania 12, but the WWF's counteroffer was simply too much to pass up for Brett. In Brett's first act with the company at Starcade, Hart assisted Larry Zabisco in a win over Bischoff. But his more memorable first act, but his most memorable first act was when he helped screw Hollywood Hogan out of the WCW World Heavyweight title and a failed recreation of the Montreal Screwjob. Red would have a successful yet inconsistent three years in WCW. While there, he would win their company's Triple Crown, which is their, their World Heavyweight title, their United States title, and their tag team titles. He would never reach the height of his popularity in his WWF run. After suffering a concussion in a match with Goldberg in late 1999, Hart set out most of 2000 before being fired on medical grounds late in the year. Brett soon announced his retirement from full-time competition afterwards. Uh, 21 years ago today, we also put it in 1997, Mr. Man announces a change in creative direction on an episode of Raw is War. The two-minute commentary dubbed The Cure for the Common Show was in line with USA Network's tagline at the time and outlined the future of the WWF's programming, particularly their flagship show. And this is, I believe this is what, this is what uh, Vince McMahon said. It has been said that anything can happen here in the World Wrestling Federation, but now more than ever, truer words have never been spoken. This is a conscious effort on our part to open the creative envelope, so to speak, in order to entertain you in a more contemporary manner. Even though we call ourselves sports entertainment, because of the athleticism involved, the key word in that phrase is entertainment. The WWF, WWF ex, extends far beyond the strict confines of sports presentation into the wide open environment of broad-based entertainment. We borrow such from such program niches like soap operas, like Days of Our Lives, or music videos such as those on MTV, daytime talk shows like Jerry Springer and others, like cartoons like King of the Hill on Fox, sitcoms like Seinfeld, and other widely accepted forms of TV entertainment. We in the WWF think that you, the audience, are quite frankly tired of having your intelligence insulted. We also think that you're tired of the same, same old simplistic theory of good guys versus bad guys. Surely the, surely the era of the superhero urge urge you to stay, say your prayers and take your vitamins is definitely passe. Therefore, we've embarked on a far more innovative and contemporary creative campaign that is far more invigorating and, and, ex, and exemplarous than ever before. However, due to the live nature of Raw and the War Zone, we encourage some degree of parental discretion as it relates to the younger audience allowed to stay up late. Other WWF programs on USA, such as the Saturday Morning Livewire and Sunday Morning Superstars, where there's a 40% increase in the younger audience, obviously, however, need no such discretion. We are responsible TV producers who work hard to bring you this outrageous, wacky, wonderful world known as the WWF. Through some 50 years, the, WWF, the World Wrestling Federation has been an entertainment mainstay here in North America <clears throat> and all over the world. One of the reasons for that longevity is, as the times have changed, so have we. I'm happy to say that this new vibrant, vibrant creative direction has resulted in a huge increase 
of television viewership, for which we thank the USA Network and TSN for allowing us to have the creative freedom. But most especially, we'd like to thank you for watching. Raw and the War Zone are definitely the cure for the common show. This episode of Raw was also the first introduction of the company's Scratch logo. The Scratch logo was briefly used with WWE's New Generation slanted logo for a few months before transitioning fully to the Scratch logo at WrestleMania 14. Just one segment prior to McMahon's commentary, Stone Cold Steve Austin made good on his promise to do something with the IC title belt that he had forfeited to The Rock the previous week. Not only had Austin stolen the belt from The Rock immediately following the show, he kept it with him long enough to throw it into, into the Piscataqua River. The belt, as far as we know, was never recovered, and a new design for the, of the Intercontinental title, the oval design, was introduced the next week. In a rare bit of continuity, The Rock would return the favor and send Stone Cold Steve Austin and a replica of Austin's custom Smoking Skull WWF Championship belt over a bridge in April of 1999. 17 years ago today, to put at 2001, Thomas Russell Haas, also known as Russ Haas, sadly was found dead in his home in Cincinnati, Ohio. He was only 27. Born March 27, 1974 in Ednard, Oklahoma, Haas is a third-generation sportsman. His grandfather, Hugh DeVore, had two stints as head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish football team and was the head coach of the NFL's Philadelphia Eagles in 1956-57 and was an assistant for the Green Bay Packers and Houston Oilers. Haas wrestled collegially for Seton Hall University then transitioned to the pros under training from, from Mike Sharp. He joined his brother Charlie as the Haas brothers and would win tag team championships for North, Northeastern Promotions, Jersey All-Pro Wrestling, the East Coast Wrestling Association, and Combat Zone Wrestling. Following a tryout in August of 2000, the brothers signed a contract with the World Wrestling Federation and would wrestle for the, their developmental territories at the time, the Heartland Wrestling Association and Memphis Championship Wrestling. It was an MCW where they had their biggest success, winning their tag team titles three times in early 2001. On September 24, 2001, Russ suffered a heart attack. Though he would recover, he would have a second heart attack while sleeping. On December 15, 2001, sadly, the second one proved fatal. Russ was found dead by his wife, Deidre, in their home in Cincinnati. Russ was just 27 years old. Charlie briefly wrestled as R.C. Haas in tribute to his brother writing Russ on his wrist tape. He continues, actually, as of two years ago, he actually continues to do that practice. He did, he did continue to do that practice. Tributes poured in from all around the wrestling world following his passing, including Combat Zone Wrestling, Jersey All-Pro Wrestling, Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, uh, the late William Moody, who, of course, you know is Paul Bearer, and Kevin Kelly. Low-key dedicated his Ring of Honor championship win back in 02 to Russ Haas. In June 2010, Charlie Haas and his wife, Jackie Gata, named their first son Thomas Russell Haas. And, Memory of uh, Charlie's brother. There you go. 18 years ago today, put it at the year 2000, ECW presented a hardcore TV taping from Elks Lodge in Queens, New York. A few notes here. The Dudley Boys and Taz, all contracted to the WWF at the time, returned to the, to the promotion for a one-off appearance. Also in the crowd for the show was Smashing Pumpkins frontman and also a future wrestling promoter, Billy Corgan. Most importantly, this would turn out to be the final taping of Hardcore TV, with money becoming increasingly harder to come by following TNN's decision to cancel ECW. The decision was made to end the series following the December 30th, 2000 episode. 
just a week before Guilty is charged, ECW's final pay-per-view. The series dates back to September 1993 when the E and ECW stood for Eastern, ended with 401 total episodes aired. The complete series is available for on-demand viewing through a link on this page right here. Also, of course, on the WWE Network. The final episodes aired December 23rd and the 30th. Of course, also you can see those on the network as well. Here are the matches that took place here at this event in Queens. Rhino defeated Spike Dudley to retain the ECW World TV title. Chili Willie defeated Mike Bell. The Unholy Alliance, Mikey Whipwreck and Tajiri, defeated the full-blooded Italians, Little Guido and Tony Mamaluke. Easy Money and Julio De Niro defeated Balls Mahoney and Nova. I think Nova will go on later on to be known as Simon Dean in the WWE. And Jerry Lynn defeated Christian York. In dark matches that, were, that did not air on Hardcore TV, Michael Shane defeated Belvis Wesley. Justin Kremble defeated Kid Cash. Danny Doring and Roadkill defeated the Baldies, Angel and Tony DeVito, to retain the ECW World Tag Team titles. Late in the match, Taz interfered, choking out the referee with his Taz mission and distracting the challengers. Post-match, Taz congratulated Doring and the Roadkill, to me he had trained at ECW's House of Hardcore, which was the promotion's wrestling school. Also, Steve Carino defeated the Sandman in the last man standing match to retain the ECW world title. The Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, <coughs> defeated C.W. Anderson, Johnny Swinger, and Simon Diamond. 16 years ago today, put it at 2002, WWE presented Armageddon from the Office Depot Center in Sunrise, Florida, which is a suburb of Fort Lauderdale. About 9,000 were in attendance, <clears throat> with 335,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Though it's up 20,000 homes from Vengeance held in December 2001, it's down from 465 homes for the last Armageddon in 2000. Here are the matches that took place. In a Sunday Night Heat pre-show match, Jeff Hardy defeated D'Lo Brown. Booker T and Goldust defeated Lance Storm and William Regal, the Dudley Boys, and also the team of Chris Jericho and Christian in a fatal four-way elimination match to win the World Tag Team titles. Edge defeated A-Train by DQ. Chris Benoit defeated Eddie Guerrero. Batista defeated Kane. Victoria defeated Trish Stratus and Jacqueline in a triple threat match to retain the WWE, the, 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 yeah, the WWE Women's title. Kurt Angle defeated The Big Show to win the WWE title. Triple H defeated Shawn Michaels 2-1 in, in a three stages of hell match to win the World Heavyweight title. Triple H won the street fight with Shawn Michaels tying up after winning a steel cage match. Triple H won the deciding fall with a ladder match. <clears throat> Twelve years ago today, which would put it at two, 2006, CBS announces via press release that they would air reality series Armed and Famous. Chronicling five celebrities becoming sworn police officers in Muncie, Indiana. The series featuring Eric Estrada, LaToya Jackson, Jack Osborne, Jason Weeman Akua, and also Trish Stratus would be canceled after just two episodes. But two more episodes would air on VH1. Three episodes of the series ultimately went unaired, including one lost episode. Five years ago today, we put it at 2013, WWE presented TLC from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. 14,120 were in attendance, with 181,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up slightly from 2012's event with 175,000 buys. 
The show's main hook was a unification match for the WWE and, and World Heavyweight Championships. In a pre-show dark match, Fandango defeated Dolph Ziggler. Also, as for the regular matches, CM Punk defeated The Shield, of course, Reigns, Rollins, and Ambrose in a three-on-one handicap match. AJ Lee defeated Natalya to retain the Divas title. Big E Langston defeated Damian Sandow to retain the IC title. The Rhodes brothers, Cody Rhodes and Goldust, defeated Rybaxel, Ryback and Curtis Axel. Big Show with Rey Mysterio and the Real Americans, Jack Swagger and Cesaro, in a fatal four-way match to retain the WWE Tag Team titles. R-Truth defeated Brodus Clay. Kobe Kingston defeated The Miz in a no-DQ match. The Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, and Luke Harper, defeated Daniel Bryan in a three-on-one handicap match. And Randy Orton defeated John Cena in a tables, ladders, and chairs match to unify the WWE and World Heavyweight titles. Now, folks, let's see if we have any birthdays here. Um, we have any birthdays here today. We'll check that out for you. We'll check it. We'll check that out here for you here, folks. Give me just one second here. But I think we said last night that there was some there was gonna be some birthdays for. the 15th okay yes folks and we do actually i did see this reported earlier today today is a we wish a happy let me see here uh let's see 30 yeah today is a happy 39th birthday to eric young of sanity so happy birthday happy birthday goes out to eric young here today So there you have it there, folks, your history and birthdays here for today. Let's give you the number one more time, 1-605-562-0444, call ID 141-364-POUND. This is episode 134 of WWS Power Hour for Saturday, December 15, 2018. Once again, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we, of course, uh, start running, through, as we, of course, bring you each and every Saturday I look back at what takes place here, uh, as take what did take place here, on all of our shows here in the radio network. Uh, and first off, ladies and gentlemen, a uh, couple of quick notes here. First off, ladies and gentlemen, we got to wish. Speaking of, and speaking of birthdays here, folks, we got to actually wish one, uh, one of our own here in the WWS Radio Network a very happy birthday here today. Happy 42nd birthday, and we joked about him, joked about this to him last night on Revolution. But uh, but we, we were just like we all this all we were doing was just joking. A happy 42nd birthday to the to the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo. Of course, as we said, 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer. Also, of course, part of the broadcast team for WWS Raw Radio every single uh, Monday afternoon. Of course, right here on Talk Shoe. Also, a whole, uh, also another one who holds many of our belts here. In WWS's trivia championship series as well. 
<clears throat> but uh, but uh, we uh, we of course like I said wish a very happy 42nd birthday once again to the Iceman. Of course, another big another key part here, of course, in the you have to handle here in the radio network. <clears throat> and like I said, I hope right now he's probably having a good time right now. Um, I'm sure probably having probably is going hanging out with some friends, drinking a few here and there. He's probably having set up a real big old time. So, so happy birthday there, JD, for all of us here in the WWS radio network. Of course, myself, Gerard, Michelle, <clears throat> John, Ann, Bobby, and everyone here, of course, in the radio network. We don't want to forget anyone, but happy birthday there, bud, and hope you have many, many more. So, also, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and let you know here tomorrow night. We, we were not able to secure a, a night of, uh, for tonight, a, a match for Wrestling Championship Challenge. So we will not have an episode of that this evening. I will go and let you know about that. But tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow afternoon at 5 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget. It will be a special edition of WWS Revolution. It will be our prediction show for TLC 2018. We'll be running down, of course, everyone's predictions. For all of our matches, for all the matches at TLC, <clears throat> but also more importantly than that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking about, we'll be reminiscing about the first, the, the last 100 episodes from 500 to 600, uh, as of course it'll be this, it would be it will be tomorrow episode number 600 of the Mothership Broadcast Revolution. We will do some reminiscing, some talking, and <clears throat> and we will be having some fun. But we will have some fun doing so as well. Also, ladies and gentlemen, just keep in mind as well that I'll be we'll be talking about, of course, the prediction title challenge, which, of course, like I said, as you know, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the winner with the one with the most predictions correct after TL after each pay per view, of course, and of course, our one of our single trivia championship belts, and second and third place will win tag team gold. So, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad I'm pleased to report I can go ahead and tell you that we have now six people. That's going to really that's going to take part in this, and that is like I said, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, the Empress, and Marie Rickenbach. And now, as of officially today, once again, she's back in the saddle, there, folks. The Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, is now back into the mix as well. So we hope to hear from her soon, and we hope to possibly maybe have one of her matches coming up here really soon. We're not sure yet. Uh, we may be aiming towards the one that she, uh, when she accepted the challenge from Mr. Hulkamania. I'm not sure yet, but we're going to double check that and we'll keep everybody apprised of that as soon as we possibly can. So be sure to join us. Like I said, our live video feed for tomorrow at five o'clock, folks, will be from the WWS Revolution Radio Facebook page. So be sure to join us from, for that as well. As we, of course, reminisce about the last 100 episodes of Revolution and give you our thoughts and opinions about tomorrow's TLC pay-per-view event. So it ought to be a good one here indeed. So join us at 5 o'clock, 138-055-POUND <clears throat> tomorrow afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Now let's go ahead and do a quick recap of everything that took place here this week. Uh, we did, of course, uh, with, of course, uh, TLC implications for TLC. Of course, obviously, it was on the minds of everyone. We did get our predict. We did get our thoughts in on the main event and the ratings for Monday Night Raw this past Monday. Also, the Monday Night Football game that was played this past Monday as well. 
Uh, we did get JD did of course get into his icebreakers here for for Raw on Tuesday's Revolution, and also his uh, his icebreaker for SmackDown on Wednesday's edition of Revolution. We did of course did another uh, Christmas uh, uh, Jeopardy board of course on Outside the Ropes here of course with JD with JD and John. Um, a uh, big time, more big time talk here, of course, about the status of the WWE, and of course, what, 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 how this, how TLC will possibly affect this after the, uh, after all this takes place and all, and uh, of course, a lot of breaking news popping up, including, of course, what, what popped up yesterday with the announcement that, of course, the chairman of the WWE, the big man himself, Vince McMahon, making his return possibly to Monday Night Raw. This coming Monday night, so that could have could be having something not have something to do with the situation involving Baron Corbin. We don't know yet, but we will keep our eyes up and on that indeed. Uh, <clears throat> and also, of course, uh, also of course we talked about uh, also we talked about uh, our, our, our some of our live video feeds this past week. I do want to thank LWOUS Latino Dynasty, WWS Nitro Thunder. WWS Dynasty and NWA US built on tradition for of course hosting the live video feeds on both Revolution and Wolfpack Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night. Uh, <clears throat> big time, uh, big time stuff took place here and there. Um, of course, a lot of big time laughs held by all. Of course, myself, JD, John, Fonzie, and uh, we have several folks visited us on the live video feeds. So we we actually had a very fun time here this this past week here. And it's going to get even. It's going to get a whole lot better here, especially when, especially of course, like I said, with the prediction show tomorrow, and then of course, Raw Radio will be of course very, very special. In fact, it's going to start 30 minutes early, and they're going to do some major league talking here, folks, with the fact that this is going to be the last one for the last Raw Radio for 2018, <clears throat> and of course, they won't be back on the air until January. The, I believe JD said January the 7th. So we will keep we will let you know what, let you know all know about that, and of course I will talk more about all that during our my weekly promo, which will be back we'll be back in the saddle with that promo tomorrow night uh, sometime around between nine and ten o'clock Eastern time, and we'll of course be talking about you know give you updates on TLC as well as of course our history and birthdays for tomorrow, and also of course some wrestling news tidbits. <clears throat> mania.com and what will and, and where our shows will be this coming week here, the week before Christmas here, of course, in the WWUS radio network. So we'll let you know all about that here, folks, coming up here tomorrow. Okay, so let's go ahead and let's see what we have on tap here. <clears throat> let's see if we can bring you up some, bring you up to date here on some uh, some uh, re- quick wrestling news tidbits. We'll get you a couple quick stories in. Uh, before we close up shop here for the night, just just just, just uh, okay, all right, okay. <clears throat> just uh, of course, we do thank for our, the guys at fourlevenmania.com for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network. For allowing us to talk to 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 bring their story the, the, to read their stories, of course, on all of our shows during the week here in the radio network, including Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, and others. 
Uh, Joseph Lee brings us this story right here. Kurt Angle compares Daniel Bryan versus Mustafa Ali to his match with John Cena. Kurt Angle had another Q&A on Facebook today where he compared the recent SmackDown Live match between Daniel Bryan and Mustafa Ali to his own match with John Cena, which was actually Cena's debut in 2002. Here are some highlights. On Bryan versus Ali being compared to Angle versus Cena, Kurt Angle says, I believe it had the same feel. The chant Daniel Bryan gave the new kid or younger kid a chance, and the new kid stuck within the entire match. Nothing more exciting to see a heel champ lose or almost lose to the young buck. Great storytelling. Both matches had that. On his worst match, Kurt Angle says, I once had about that. I once had a triple threat match in Korea that was pretty bad. I couldn't understand either one of my opponents. One was from Korea, the other was from Japan. It was bad. That probably uh, That's probably the only bad match I ever had. You remember the bad ones. On the importance of referees, Kurt Angle says, they are our eyes and ears. They are there to help us communicate, make sure we don't injure each other, or let us know that our opponent may be injured. They are very underappreciated. The refs have huge roles in each match. On if Bray Wyatt reformed the Wyatt family with Braun Strowman, Kurt Angle says it would be cool. I think Braun can take care of himself even with the injury. Braun is one. He said a, a bad A-double-S, but you know what I'm he, – he is. He, he, I, I have no doubt about that. On his favorite thing to do on the road, uh, Kurt Angle says, for me, it was visiting my favorite restaurants. When you travel 300 days a year, you get to know about each city and their cultures as well as their favorite foods. In Philly, it was a cheesesteak sandwich. In Pittsburgh, it was a Primanti Brothers sandwich. So, so there, you, there you have it there from there. Of course, the, hopefully he'll be back in power as the general manager of the wall, Kurt Angle. But uh, we'll have to wait and see how we'll have to wait and see how that goes with that. Here's an interesting story here. Of course, coming through uh, uh, switching gears from WWE to Impact Wrestling. Joseph Lee brings us this story right here. Johnny Impact is committed to Impact Wrestling through next year. Let's this, this read the story. In an interview with Wrestling Inc., Johnny Impact said that he's committed on being a part of Impact Wrestling going into 2019. And here are some highlights. On 2019, Johnny Impact, of course, you know him as John Morrison as well, says this. Johnny Impact is committed to Impact Wrestling. I feel like all the progress we've made with Impact has created leverage. So I'm thinking that sometime 2019, we'll have the opportunity to move to a bigger network. On the rumored on the rumored all elite wrestling, uh, Johnny Impact says the Bucks and, and Cody's all elite thing is an upstart promotion, and whether or not that's going to last, I'm not one to say. I will I will say that I'm really proud of what we've done with Impact, being a part of it and being world champion and representing Brand Born in 2019 is something I'm really excited to do. On if his upcoming match with Brian Cage has affected their friendship, Johnny Impact says. Yes, absolutely. It's one of those things about sports and about wrestling where there's only one world champion. We're friends, but at the end of the day, only one of us is going to leave with the world title. It's show business, not show friends. If I had to pick between a friend and a world title, for me, for Taya and my family, it's the world title. I'm hoping Brian and I can be friends afterwards. If we can't, if our relationship changes based on what happens on January 6th, that's something I'm prepared to deal with. On the Ultimate X match, Johnny Impact says, I've always been fascinated by the Ultimate X matches. It's one of the things I remember watching and trying to figure out how hard it would be to go hand over hand over those ropes. I always wanted to know if I could, could if I could walk on top of the ropes. Possibilities with that Ultimate X setup always fascinated me. Of course, I wish I could be included in that match, but there was no match that I would rather have at homecoming than the match against Brian 
and defending the world title. On Ultimate X pay-per-view, Johnny Impact says, that's an interesting concept. I don't know. You could argue that if Ultimate X had a full pay-per-view called Ultimate X, would that mean all the matches are Ultimate X matches? That might be a little too much. One of the cool things about it is that it's not every day you get an Ultimate X match because those matches take a lot of lot out of the people involved. If there was an Ultimate X match every week, the Impact roster may thin out a bit because people might start dropping and getting hurt. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. But, of course, Johnny Impact is, has now said he is committed to stay on through 2019. Okay. Uh, okay. We got two more here. We're going to bring you here tonight. An update here, of course, we're coming from Jeffrey Harris on, w, on WWE's release of NXT superstar Nick Miller. As previously reported, WWE developmental talent and NXT superstar Nick Miller, also known as Mikey Nichols, was released from the promotion. Additionally, PW Insider reported today that his release actually took place very quietly several weeks ago. The earlier report also mentioned that NXT UK's Tucker was also released, but PW Insider that the website could not independently confirm if that took place or not. It was suspected Tucker was released because he was removed from the website roster. We'll have to wait and see on that. So apparently, I think that was a team called TM61. I think Nick Miller was a part of. So I'm not sure if they plan on doing that. Uh, they plan on doing that uh, that tag team going or not anymore with this. <clears throat> and one more, and one one more good story. One more story here. We'll bring it here. Jeffrey Harris brings us a story right here. Matt Hardy says he wants a match with Roman Reigns before he retires. Thinks he would be a good coach or trainer for WWE. At my KHEL recently interviewed WWE superstar Matt Hardy, who revealed Roman Reigns is an opponent he wants to face before he retires from the ring. Below are some highlights. Matt Hardy, I wanted to become a, a coach or trainer. Matt Hardy says, I absolutely think it would be a good coach. I would be a good coach or trainer in the WWE after I retire. I could be very beneficial as being a producer or someone who, who kind of structure matches or even a writer for someone who is on the creative aspect. A lot of things, especially considering I have been in the ring, in the ring performing for for so long, sometimes I feel like I have I have new insight in the way to help the help guys from creative aspect, like people are just born writers, as I have been actual performers <clears throat> uh, for some for, for some years past. Matt Hardy on wanting to face Roman Reigns before he retires. Matt Hardy says, I would say one person I would be, I would be dreaming of facing before retirement because I haven't got a chance to work with him. Now he's going to be gone for a little bit in the future. It would be Roman Reigns. He is a kind of a guy that WWE built around, and I do like him as a lot as a person. I consider him my friend, so I would love to have a Matt Hardy versus Roman Reigns match before retirement. So we'll we'll definitely take a look at that. We're going to give you one more quick one here, folks. Uh, interesting point of view here. Some various news here coming to us from Joseph Lee tonight. Joseph, I mean, I'm sorry. Cody comments on his final battle on his final final battle event. Christopher Daniels thanks Marty Scroll and Nick Aldis set to fight Billy Gunn. In a post on Twitter, Cody commented on his match with Jay Lethal 
At last night's ROH final battle event, he wrote the following. Uh, He said this at 2.19 p.m. this afternoon. He says, my final, final battle at, of course, at Cody Rhodes. So if you want to check that out. Nick Aldis will defend the NWA title against Billy Gunn this weekend in Puerto Rico. Hmm. Christopher Daniels gave his thoughts on his match at final battle last night against Marty Skrull. Uh, Christopher Daniels posted this on Twitter at 12.47 a.m. He says this, the Hammerstein Ballroom is always filled with great fans. I thank you sincerely for all of your support tonight. I'm sorry that victory wasn't mine to enjoy tonight. Congratulations to at Marty Skrull for giving me your best this evening. So, folks, there you go. <clears throat> some some some, high, some great highlights there indeed. And, of course, there'll be some more stuff to talk about here coming up here this week here in Radio Network. Uh, be sure and check us out. Of course, like I said, as we said, folks, don't forget to check us out here uh, tomorrow afternoon at 5 o'clock when we'll have the 600th episode of WWS Revolution, which will be, of course, our prediction show for TLC 2018. I will be, we'll be running down, of course, every, everyone's thoughts and predictions for, of course, each match, 12 matches that will be, ta- be taking place tomorrow. Plus, also, <clears throat> also, of course, I will also go will also, of course, uh, let you know here, of course, once again about the prediction title challenge. I can go ahead and, and but uh, before I do, I'll go ahead and just say, just finish this off. Be sure to join us, like I said, tomorrow afternoon at 5, 138055 pound for, of course, uh, our, our prediction show for TLC. And, of course, like I said, what will, what will be the 600th episode of the Mothership Broadcast Revolution. Also, I will mention to you, of course, speaking of TLC, for the prediction title challenge, uh, <clears throat> uh, this, this go around, the singles belt that will be up for grabs will be the NWA US Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championship. And also the tag belts, of course, after big time deciding, it will be the NJPWS Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. So, like we said, whoever kind of has the most predictions will receive the NWA US North American Heavyweight Title. Whoever has, whoever whoever has the, whoever comes in second and third will pick will pick up the NJPWS Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Titles. And like I said, I will also report that in addition here to the Iceman. Jared DiGirolamo. Also, we have the human suplex machine, John Gross, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, the heartbreak kid, Fonzie, the Empress, and Marie Rickenbach. And now, like we said, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, has now once again put her name in the hat for an opportunity to go after either the singles belt or one half of the tag team titles. So we'll let you know what takes place here, and we'll keep everybody up to date here throughout the night. <clears throat> Tomorrow night during our promo, we will give you updates on everything that will be taking place here during TLC, during our weekly promo, of course, tomorrow evening. So for now, for the panel, way too tough to handle, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening here tonight. And we will, of course, join you here tomorrow afternoon at 5 for our special, uh, for our TLC prediction show, and also the 600th episode of the Mothership Revolution. Power Hour episode 134 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and, yes, your pop culture connection. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk about you here tomorrow during our special edition of Revolution. So take care 
and God bless. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, <clears throat> and we'll talk at you here tomorrow afternoon at 5 o'clock. This has been the WCWS Radio Network. Good night, everyone. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.